First and foremost, I want everybody to take a deep breath and relax, okay? I feel like my eyes sticking to one side of my brain and shit. You know what I mean? Go to bed, Okay, my name is Taylor Dunn. Y'all keep it going. You are now listening to the Mac Daddy Seminar, motherfucker. <laughs> What's cracking, pimps? What's going on? And welcome to episode 61 of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I am your host, Taylor Dunn. And today, first off, I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. It's your day. Hopefully, you got something nice. You know, maybe your husband made you dinner or got you some flowers, or maybe your kids did that for you. I hope the best to everybody. So in the spirit of that, my guest today is the woman who held me in her stomach for nine months. She raised me. She put clothes on my back and food in my stomach. My guest today is none other than my mom, Connie Ward. Please give it up for her. All right. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> how, much, how much time did you spend getting ready to uh, be on a Zoom podcast this morning? Oh, uh, about 30 minutes. Okay. Not too long. Is Jerry asleep? No, he's at work right now. Oh, okay. What's the uh, What's the weather like over there right now? Oh, it's really pretty. It's kind of windy today, but it's a beautiful springtime day. Really? Yeah. Really it's all nice. dark and gloomy here. Like I'm wearing a, a hoodie in my garage right now because it's kind of cold in here. Oh, see. Yeah. yeah, it was a little cooler for us last night too, which was kind of good. Is it real humid right now? No, not right now. I mean, normally, yes, but with this breeze, it knocks that humidity out, so it's not bad. It's so bone dry here. Sometimes Zaina wakes up with a nosebleed. Ooh. She'll just get up in the middle, and yeah, because it's so just, she wakes up, like we both wake up every morning, and we're both so thirsty because it is so dry in our house. Yeah. <laughs> we, we keep the air conditioner pumping. I'm, I turned the house into a a mini fridge at night that's good that's she, good sleep right there <laughs> I, I because we have this big comforter on our bed like and it's real it's pretty thick and it's kind of heavy yeah we don't have like a sheet that would go in between the comforter and your body and the sheet that's over the bed and that's all i need and i just bundle up in that but she wants to put a quilt over her side of the bed too so oh she'll my. wake up and be like, it's hot. And I'm like, well, knock that quilt off in the floor. <laughs> <laughs> she needs one of those weight blankets. I, get, I don't know. I've been know. thinking about getting one. I've, I've seen people use them. Said it's like getting a hug all the time. Yeah. <laughs> See, now I know what to get her for her birthday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it when the bed, like, she can't stand this, but... I'll get into the bed and it's so cold. I'm like, 
it's like getting into like a cold like a cold swimming pool yeah kind of takes your breath for a second and then your body heat warms up that section of the bed and then if you need like a little relief from the heat you just kind of stretch your arm out and it'll cool cool again yeah yeah that's why they get so much money for those cooling mattresses now i'd probably go into hypothermia sleeping on one of those (laughs) (laughs) wake up one morning my lips would be blue (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds about right yeah yeah i don't know we've had a couple of days where it's been nice weather here you know obviously there's no clouds and it's real sunny but i mean we live so close to the beach that if the weather is nice, the traffic on the island is just going to be horrendous. Like yesterday, I went and uh, I shipped something at the post office and told them to put a hold on our mail because we're going to be leaving here pretty soon. And uh, I mean, it was a madhouse just driving around this little bitty island because so many people are out and about. Yeah. Well, you know, we had tornadoes last week. I think it was Tuesday, actually. I think I said Thursday, but it was Tuesday. And they weren't real, real bad tornadoes, but it was enough, you know. Yeah. And I was home by myself, of course. Um, Jerry's doing a mini shutdown at his work. So he's just working a lot of hours right now, days and nights. And um, he was at work night, and um, I had come home from work and eating some dinner went and jumped in the bathtub and I knew it was about to start raining but I didn't know it was fixing to do what it did and I'm struggling to get out of the bathtub when it hits (laughs) (laughs) and I peep out that front window and oh my lord when you see the rain going sideways you know that's what's fixing to happen and so I was looking to see if there was any hail but, um, you know, we have a garage, so the car was in the garage, and I knew Jerry was going to have trouble at work, too, if they had a tornado there. So um, no sirens were going off or anything, and I really didn't know how bad it was, but I was struggling to get clothes on jumping out of the bathtub because I was like, you know what? The roof's going to come off. They're going to find me in the middle of a field somewhere. My boobs are going to be out. <laughs> So I was as fast as lightning trying to put some clothes on and looking out the window again and again and again. And then finally, in about 15 minutes, it was gone. And so then I really didn't know how bad it was until the next day. You know, we didn't lose any trees or anything, but the little popcorn tree in the backyard, the roots started to come up out of the ground. And if it does fall over, it's going to go into the neighbor's yard who owns the tree. Mm-hmm. But it's going to rip a big hole in our fence because it's so close to the fence. And it did buckle up some of the boards just a little bit, but it didn't fall over. So my next door neighbor, the guy from France and his family, they lost like three great big trees in their yard. They all fell on the fence and into the neighbor's yard. So they just now got all that cleaned up. But um, it reminded me of when we lived in that single wide mobile home we had just moved it out to the country and I don't remember which hurricane it was but I think it was Hurricane Ivan Mm -hmm. I tried to look back and see how many years and figure out how old y'all were when it happened but it was somewhere around that time 
and there was a tornado that came by the house and flipped our storage building in the backyard and just, you know, a bunch of stuff punctured holes in the walls and everything from flipping over. But um, in the house, I was just at the point where I was fixing to grab the mattress off the bed and throw it over all three of y'all and mm -hmm. me. <laughs> and I looked up in the wall of the bedroom we were in was moving like water like mm -hmm. this the whole yep. wall i remember and it, pulled, it. <laughs> yeah and it pulled all the little staples out of the wall where it holds the sheetrock together mm -hmm. and that scared the life out of me so. it scared all of us i remember i think i want to say i was in like the fifth grade and i just remember you waking me up on that in that bunk bed in my room and you were like hey you need to get up a tornado is coming uh -huh. and it literally it was the amount of time that it took for me to run from one end of the house to the other and the i remember the tv being on and it was like wsfa and it's like if you're in the titus alabama area you need to seek shelter immediately yeah i mean it was like a movie because I oh, yeah. literally just the length of that house and we <laughs> ran into your room. Yeah. And we all got like under the bed. Right. And I think it was me, Lauren and Dylan both got under the bed or all three of us got under the bed and you were about to get under the bed. And that's when it really hit. And I remember looking and seeing that that wall doing the wave yes. like that. Yes. If that thing hadn't been tied down, we would have been flipped over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking maybe we should get outside and go get in a ditch. But I was like, well, golly, a ditch is so stinking far. We'd have to run half a mile to get to a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> we should have had a storm shelter sitting up yeah. there on top of that hill like that. That would have been the best case scenario. But we still would have had to go outside to get to it. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember uh, um, you remember my buddy, Sean. Yes. His grandparents, they had a storm shelter and that thing was pretty neat. It was small. I mean, it was just enough for a few people to sit down in there, but they had one out in their yard and we used to go sit in it sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there's one in my neighborhood just right around the corner. I was walking one afternoon and they had the garage door open and it looks like a like an oil change bay, I guess is what you call it, but it's got a big metal door that slides. And I mean, they can't park their cars in the garage, you know, when it's bad weather because it covers that storm shelter. So if they had a three car garage, that would be the best case scenario because they could still get their cars in the garage and get in that thing. Right. But, but that house sits on a pretty high hill. So it's a good idea. Yeah. But anybody thinking about moving to Alabama, do not think living in a mobile home is a good idea because it's not <laughs> i mean for a temporary fix yeah but there are that's what i like people out here a lot of these people that i work with are native to california or somewhere in the surrounding area so when you talk about like tornadoes and stuff they think you know they can't even imagine seeing something no. like that because it doesn't happen here right these people so freak the out when it I'm sorry. The same thing happened. Um, our neighbor that's from France, he says they never get tornadoes in France. No, oh, yeah, it just doesn't happen. So, no, oh, yeah, they're just like 
they always are like, what, what is it like? And I was like, you just, it's just raining real hard and the wind is blowing real hard. And I was like, it sounds like a train yeah. is coming. And that's what, <laughs> and they're just like, what? And I was like, I tell them that story. It was right after uh, you and Jerry got together whenever we moved in with him. And I remember we were standing out there on his back porch at that house I forget exactly where it was, but it was, I could take you to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we were standing out there on that back porch and just looking off into the distance and the lightning struck and you could see the, the outline of the tornado. And we were all like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. And there was no wind and no sound from where we were. Cause we were about two miles from that thing. And that was just crazy to me. And all the hair stood up on my head and I was like, Okay, we're going to the closet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that again. But that's the one that went through um, Tuscaloosa and killed all those people back yeah. in 2011. Mm-hmm. And it killed right about that time we saw it. It was, you know, killing all those people in Eclectic. And it was throwing them into that lake that was close to their houses. So that was terrible. Oh, yeah. It was. That's. We had one when we were stationed in Mississippi and Zaina once again, wake me up in the middle of the night and Lily was a baby, baby. Like she was an infant and you know, Zaina, like she got the alert on her phone that the tornado was coming and we're all, you know, in our underwear. Right. <laughs> and I guess I had left the, uh, the back door slightly cracked so it pushed it open um, and water had started to come in through the door right there and it was blowing real hard and I'm half asleep. So I'm like, you need to relax. Like I'm once you've, <laughs> once you've been in one where the wall started moving like a wave, like everything else just seems like, ah, oh, this isn't that big of a deal. Right. And of course, yeah. Zaina <laughs> being the worry wart that she is, she was panicking. Uh-oh. And I'm like, you need to relax. Like, you need to go take a <laughs> muscle relaxer or something and just chill out. Because, God, she was <laughs> freaking out. Oh, no. And then, it you know. pretty quick. Oh, yeah. It was. And it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. The one that came through here, it went right over our neighborhood and then followed Main Street all the way toward Fast Pro. It went over Lowe's and didn't do too much. And it went to the movie theater and tore it up a little bit. But then it went to Bass Pro Shop right by the interstate. And it mowed down all kinds of trees. So I think it was jumping, you know, kind of hopping and skipping and jumping. But um, once it passed the interstate, and it didn't tear up at Bass Pro, I don't think. I mean, I saw some metal from roofs and stuff like that on the interstate the next morning but it had all been moved out of the way but the trees were just chopped off right there and it looked like maybe about an acre space next to Bass Pro there's a house right up there on top of that hill and you can't really see it from the interstate but I don't know if there was any damage there Um, but it's somebody's property right there next to Bass Pro and then once it got across the interstate there's some restaurants down there. They have big trees in the parking lot and they those trees went across the road. So they had that road closed for about two days. You couldn't go that way at all. 
I saw that that movie theater in Prattville is pretty messed up. Yeah. People are saying they don't think it's going to open back up. And I mean, partially I could understand why, because it wasn't that great of a movie theater to begin with. Me and Zaina went like two, three years ago to watch, I think it was Pirates of the Caribbean or something, like one of the latest ones. And, uh, oh, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. The sound. The time, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. The last time I was there, the air conditioning wasn't working. And I walked in there and it was so hot. I turned around and went back out. I made them give me my money back. I said, I'm not staying. Yeah. And they didn't want to give me the money back for the popcorn and the drink. And I said, I don't want this. <laughs> I want all my money back. And she was like, well, maybe I can fix it. And I thought, um, fix not. the air conditioning. Yes. <laughs> That's what that young girl said to me. Maybe I can fix the air conditioning. And I thought, well, you know what? Why didn't you do it before? Now? Yeah. Like I would have <laughs> say only when people are walking out of here about to faint, are you going to go and fix the air conditioning? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. She was just trying to get me to stay and I wasn't doing it. <laughs> well, when we went to go see Pirates of the Caribbean, the the sound was so loud. It was just, you could just tell how uncomfortable it was making everybody because like everybody was like wincing. Every time something was loud, they would go, you know, because it yeah. was that loud. And somebody got up and complained because they were like, why is the sound turned up so loud? Yeah. And it's just a crazy. bunch of stupid teenagers working there. I apologize for anybody's kid that works at that movie theater, <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't think anybody has worked there in a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's been closed since they opened COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we got a nice little theater here on the island and the movie theaters are open again here. And uh, well, it's at like a certain percentage, but you know, and the one that we like to go to is right here on the island. And it's this beautiful, small, little vintage theater. And yeah. Oh, it's so nice. It's like everybody wears like a vest and a bow tie and like it looks just like a movie theater out of the 50s and they got the marquee up there and it's just like a nice little leisurely stroll through the downtown area and then you go right into this movie theater and it's real small. They have like two screens that only seat like 150 people. And yeah. I mean it even has a curtain that opens. Really? Before, yeah, before the movie seen that starts. In a long time. Yeah, yeah, it's neat. And we went and saw Joker there, and uh, they even have like little small private viewing rooms, and it will seat only like six people. What? Oh yeah, it's like a big screen, and like six spread out movie chairs, like big lazy boy chairs that have the reclining feet and stuff like that. Yeah, that's nice. And they haven't opened up yet. Last movie we saw there was Sonic the Hedgehog. We took Lily, and that was the last one that we went to go see before they shut everything down. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll open back up soon, hopefully. Me and Zaina went uh, to see Tenet, which is pretty good if you haven't seen it yet. We went to go see that uh, right when it came out, around the time of our anniversary last year. And they had just opened up the movie theater for that weekend. They were like, hey, we'll let 25% in here. And that was actually pretty nice because we went on like a Saturday night, the opening weekend of this movie. And we go in there and there's only one other couple to see it at like 6 p.m. on a Saturday night. And this theater what? can 
Yeah, this theater can seat like 500 people. The movie theaters, like the big company theaters out here are huge. And uh, yeah, there was only one other couple in there. So, I mean, it was pretty much like we had the place to ourselves. And they were like, well, you got to keep your mask on unless you're eating popcorn. So the whole movie, (laughs) I was like. (laughs) And I just. (laughs) Spreading it out. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. But I don't know. I mean, now with all these like streaming services and apps like i have hbo max and it's like are you gonna go see mortal Kombat this weekend i'm like no i'm gonna stay at the house and watch it when it's convenient for me yeah yeah i mean i like going to the movies it's still something to go do but like there's a lot of stuff where i'm like nah that whole i'll just wait till it comes out on dvd now you don't have to do that you can see something the same time everybody else does i know so strange yeah, I remember when I was a kid going to see Star Wars and also um, Smoking the Bandit. Mm. And the people were lined up around the side of the building and all the way behind the building trying to get in there to watch that movie. Or both of them, actually. But uh, I think I was maybe seven or so. And I was just so excited to be there. It was just amazing to me that that many people would line up outside of a building, try to see a movie. Mm-hmm. So, and that wasn't opening night either. That was like two weeks later. Oh yeah, yeah. They made a lot of money on those back then. I'm trying to think of anything that we went to go see that people were like tripping over themselves trying to get into the theater to go watch. When me and Zaina went and saw the last Harry Potter movie, it was like that. Yeah. And everybody there was just, you know, like about our age. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I'm sure I haven't seen that one. <laughs> yeah. But there were people sitting on the steps, like not even sitting in seats. Like you could just sit on the steps in the theater. No way. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was good. We watch it all the time now because we own it. And Lily loves it. And I <laughs> I told Zaina, I was like, you know, we need to make it just like it was for us. Like we need to make it to where she has to read the book before she can watch the movie or something like that. <laughs> and we we're so far. She's watched the whole series five, six times. Like <laughs> she wakes up, but she woke up yesterday morning and says, I want to watch Harry Potter. Oh. So we, you know, she likes the first one. Cause that's, you know, a lot more kid friendly, right? But she'll watch the other ones. Like she, she doesn't understand everything that's going on, but yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. That's interesting. That's how you learn. Yeah. I'm hoping that it's like a reverse effect for how it was for me. Cause like when I was, everybody got interested in it whenever the movie came out uh-huh. And then our teacher in the second grade, she read us the book. And I just remember sitting there in class while she was reading the book to us. And I was like, this is one of the best stories I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Was that Miss uh, Spencer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one that's uh, Octavia Spencer's sister? Yes. Yeah. I thought she was so cool. She was, you know, a police officer before she became a teacher. I didn't know that. Yeah. She... Did it for a few years and just decided it wasn't for her and probably a good thing, but that's what, you know, she told all of us. So, hmm. yeah. 
Yeah, I used to give that woman hell. <laughs> Most of my teachers were like, there's something wrong with him. He can't sit still. He can't stop talking to everybody. Well, you were going to school telling everybody that your mom was a doctor. <laughs> Just because I wore scrubs to work every day. And I was like, please don't tell them that. Please don't tell them I'm a doctor because they're going to expect something of me. <laughs> 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 I, i'm trying to think so when we moved to Wetumpka schools when i was in the third grade the teachers yeah. were a little bit better my third grade teacher was pretty good russell yeah and then my fourth grade i think i had two different teachers that's when they, they started splitting y'all up. Yeah. And I think it wasn't that the year that they did just girls in one class and boys in the other. That was the sixth grade. Okay. Which that was, was the dumbest thing. Yeah, I agree. Cause it was so stupid. I don't know why they thought, yeah. Hey, let's do this. But all the yeah, boys they... ever did was fight all the time. We just... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly what they said. The next year they decided to put them back together. They said the girls, did very well when there were no boys distracting in the classroom, but the boys were terrible. <laughs> they were terrible. And so that's why they decided to go ahead and mix y'all up again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> half the time, like with the girls in class, like half the time that would like make me behave is if I saw some girl that I thought was cute or something and I wasn't over there sticking pencils in my nose and going, <laughs> in the back of the class exactly the girls kept the boys under control to a certain degree yeah either but, that or the teachers just said i'm not doing this again <laughs> <laughs> y'all better switch it back or we're out of here did i ever tell you that story of that teacher i had in the sixth grade her name was miss gardner and i think about this all the time <laughs> they did this exercise where she said all right so we're going to do an exercise today. When I say go, you're not supposed to say anything. You're not supposed to do anything. And I don't want any of you to react. You just write down what you're feeling and what you're saying on paper. I didn't know what this woman was about to do. Yeah, you did tell me about that. She walked around the room with a candle and it was like an old rickety looking candle. Mm -hmm. She had it lit and everything. She just walked around the room real yeah, slow. And I, I didn't know <laughs> what was about to happen. Right. And I'm sitting there watching this lady like, you know, yeah. Well, she, she stops in the middle of the room and looks around at everybody and blows out the wick on that candle and goes <laughs> <laughs> yes you did tell me you were just amazed <laughs> I was like I was everybody in the whole room was like <laughs> <laughs> and then she just got juice from whatever that was like running down her mouth and she's like right so we all just sit there and we're like you know trying to figure out what it was it turned out it was a potato 
Uh-huh. She had like carved a potato to look like a candle and she had stuck an almond on top. And I guess the oils and the almond will burn if you light them on fire. Uh-huh. And uh, so, yeah. And it was, it was like a creative writing exercise. Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. She yeah, got all y'all's was... attention back. Oh yeah, God, I, that scared me to death. I thought that woman, <laughs> I thought she was practicing black magic or something. Yeah, she's a witch. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out of here. <laughs> the uh, the other teacher we had, I think her name was Miss Ward. And uh, she would just tell us stories in class. She would just come out, like we would go over there and she, if we could get her off the left, she was the history teacher. And if we got her off the lesson plan and just started to like explain stuff like uh, the Vietnam war mm-hmm. and her just start talking about it and we're, that would be our lesson. We just sit there and just, yeah, you know, and that's what I really responded to. I was like, I don't want to read chapter three out of this book. Exactly. I want to, I want to hear what it was like for you growing up as a teenager during that time. Exactly. Yeah. I used to beg my, both of my grandfathers to please tell me about World, World War II because they were both in World War II. One was in Germany and the other one was in the Philippines. And so every time I think about it, when I was around them, I'd say, tell me something that happened. You know, and they would be like, I don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'd be like, why? Just tell me something I'm just dying to know about. Just please. And so, you know, they would try to tell me something nice, you know, or something funny that happened. Um, Pop Pop, my mom's grandfather, I mean, dad, sorry, my grandfather, her daddy, um, he would tell stories like the time that they took all the women on the islands, they took them t-shirts from the supply on the boats Mm -hmm. because they were all walking around topless Mm. and so all these young men on these islands were like 18 19 years old they were just like what in the world Mm -hmm. they'd never seen anything like that before (laughs) and so they took and gave them all t-shirts and they were so excited to get them all and you know of course immediately put them on well the next morning they all had two holes cut out of the front of their t-shirts because they didn't understand what the reason was they had given them those t-shirts and they didn't like how that felt so they had cut two holes in the front of all those t-shirts <laughs> that's pretty funny uh, yeah so it was like okay well that was pointless you know <laughs> do you know what island it was or like was it just specific to the philippines he was actually in iwo jima oh okay yeah so i don't know how long he was there or you know any details about it but he was, yeah, part of that whole deal. What I think is going to be funny is when Lily has children and they're like, you know, whatever my grandparent name is, you know, and I'm probably going to be as crazy as a loon by then. And they come up <laughs> and they're like, like, granddaddy, tell us about when you were in the military. And I'm like, all right, now y'all come sit down. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> and they're like, what did you do? yeah yeah i'm like well i went to guam and i worked pretty much a desk job during the day and you know it was real hot and it rained a lot and then on the weekends me and my friends we would go out to the bars and just drink and party (laughs) (laughs) and you went to spain (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, it was the Spain was worse. Spain really? was yeah. I just well, that was 21. your first one. Yeah, yeah, that was your first one. So that one don't. Lily hadn't been born yet too, so I was a little bit more uh, reckless with my behavior before yeah. she was born, and right. uh, I took a little bit more chances. Each deployment I went on, I took less chances than the one before. Right. And uh, that Spain deployment, that one was a lot of fun. I really got to see a lot of stuff, and I yeah. really enjoyed it. It was really neat. That was the first time I'd ever really left the country. And to go over there and, you know, get to watch a bullfight in person and go see all the cathedrals, the big, you know, crypts under the ground where they had, like, people, you know, dead bodies of saints from, like, the 1500s in there. Yeah. It was like Indiana Jones almost. Right. I can just, <clears throat> I remember the pictures. Yeah, it was, it was really neat. But, you know, on a regular weekend tonight, we would just go outside the base and just go to the bars. And, you know, the drinking age there is 18. So everybody could drink. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so, and it's such a culture that's, you know, I mean, they drink a lot more over there it's not uncommon to have six seven drinks just but they it's like a marathon they do it throughout the day it's not like binge drinking like what's popular here in the united states yeah so you would see people and you know they'd be just casually drinking i mean their whole lifestyle is set up for partying like they wake up every day around like 10 and they get some breakfast and then, you know, they might have a glass of wine with their brunch or something like that. And then they take a nap at like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. There's no, <laughs> nobody on the street. <clears throat> and then they don't come out again until like 10 p.m. That's when people are eating dinner. But yeah. So you that would sounds be like college life. Yeah. I mean, it's like that. Like you would go be out there at nine o'clock and the streets would be dead. And then right. at 10 o'clock, you'd look around and people were walking into restaurants. Uh -huh. And then you would get to a nightclub or a bar or whatever. And that place really wouldn't start popping until like three, four in the morning. Oh, my goodness. And that's when we had to be back. So at 3.30, we'd all start looking at each other like, hey, it's time for us to go get in a cab and go back. And um, yeah. That's when, you know, there'd be a, a gang of people outside waiting to come in because a lot of them <laughs> were just ready for the Americans to get out of the bar. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's funny. All the military had to leave. Yeah. We'd all get in our cabs and go back, which was actually good because I got there right after they implemented that because Fanning, he got there at the beginning of the deployment and he was like, yeah, when I got here, we had a 12 o'clock Liberty. So the CO gave us an extra four hours that we could play around outside. <laughs> Some people played it smart, though. So they would just get off work and go to bed and wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and get ready. And then they would sign out at like 4.30 a.m. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, because you if you had already signed out, you had to be back by 4.30. So they would just sleep through that and then 
wake up and leave at like 4.30 a.m. And they didn't have to be back till 4 a.m. the next day. What? Yeah, so, they would, so they would get to the clubs and stuff at 5 o'clock in the morning and be out there partying until the sun came up. Yeah. And then they'd go <laughs> eat breakfast somewhere and just kind of casually walk around. <clears throat> it was a lot of fun. That was my college experience. That was my... 21 partying yeah time right there that's what i tell everybody that's like i don't know i i want to join the military but i just i don't know i have so much fun here and i'm like you'll have fun there believe me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just a different country yeah and now <laughs> I, I feel like i'm i can't do that anymore to myself like if i have too much to drink it'll bother me for three days Oh, goodness. Yeah, so that's I, not good. Yeah, so I don't drink nearly as much as I did in my early 20s. I still occasionally have, you know, a drink or two here just sitting at the house, like just to kind of, you know, yeah, get, you know, some good sleep. But, you know, I'm not, I mean, the bars around here are just starting to open up. So I didn't go out with any of my friends or anything for over a year. Right. Aside from... Yeah. Being back in Alabama when we were there, we had a lot of fun when we were there the last time. We're going to have fun this time when we get there. Yeah. We're excited about that. Have you seen that uh, Alabama's Little Bit of Texas just opened? No. Yeah, it just opened in uh, Wetumpka. It's at, it's where the old uh, Civic Center, right there behind Russell Dewitt Center. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they turned that place into a big old, like, urban cowboy bar. Really? Yeah. Oh, we'll have to check that out. It's super nice. Like, they've been working on it for a while. And um, they have, like, a full stage and, like, you know, a full dance floor. They have a mechanical bull. What? Yeah. It's called Alabama's Little Bit of Texas. Okay. They have cornhole tournaments during the week. They have, like, a line dancing class that you can take. I think me and Zane are going to try and do that while we're there. <laughs> that sounds like fun. They'll teach you how to two-step and oh, all yeah, that that's stuff. So much fun. I love two-step. Zaina tries to teach me sometimes here at the house, but I, I can't figure it out. It's not that hard. It's really not. Yeah. You just go step, 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 step 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 but it's easier to learn from somebody that knows you know that's yeah relaxed and calm and if they're doing it correctly then it's easy to learn yeah i'm trying to teach jerry and he's just kind of fumbling bumbling all the time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean he can do it but he's kind of stiff you know i've been saying for years i was like that's what watumpka really needed was like a a bar like in that movie urban cowboy i was yeah. like if they had a place like that and they had proper security and everybody there was professional and a place that welcomed everybody right i was like you would have a hit yeah exactly because there's been so many places and i'm not talking down on like the bars in Wetumpka or anything. I've been watching Bar Rescue a lot for like the past two weeks. So now I'm just like an unofficial expert on like the bar business. Yeah. <laughs> what doesn't work? But I've said that for years. It's like, you know what they need to do? They need to just take like the old food world or something like that and just turn it into like an old 
country bar with a mechanical bull or something like that. I was like, people will love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to one in Birmingham one time when I was living by myself before you were born. And um, that's exactly what they had done. They had turned an old skating rink into a bar and it was country. And everybody, it's so funny, but everybody was on that skating rink floor moving just like you did at the skating rink. And that same, you know, oblong circular pattern. And it was so much fun. There were so many people there. I even went back later, years later, and tried to find that place, but it had closed down. Yeah, this place, I mean, it looks real nice. I don't think they have food on the menu yet, but I think they're going to get food. And, uh, you know, with all those renovations that have come to the town because of that, you know, that show that came in there and fixed everything up, um, it was really nice just seeing it last time we were there. I mean, it right. had been a year since I'd been there and just seeing how much they had fixed up the downtown area and how much more lively everything was. It was like, okay, this is, it's actually pretty nice. Oh, yeah. And what, from what the mayor said <clears> on the commercials, <throat> they may come back and do more. You know, this may be just the beginning. And if the networks like it, then they may, you know, have them come back. Yeah. So that would be really good. They need to come visit Prattville. Prattville's doing okay, though. Prattville, <laughs> every, I mean, just a few years ago, they put that big complex over there next to like, Tokyo and stuff it's just unfortunate that a lot of those businesses at least the last time I went through there are still vacant well there's talking about putting a new school in there but it's going to be a private school mm -hmm. and they are going round and round trying to figure out where the money's going to come from because they're saying you know the city doesn't really need to be the one to pay for that unless it's part of you know the already existing school system I mean you know, the high school over here in Prattville is just busting at the seams with children, you know, because people are moving out of Montgomery area and into the counties. And um, they really need two facilities and two campuses. So the one they're talking about, they're, they're saying it's going to be $23 million to convert that actual complex into a school but um you know i don't know exactly it might be like you know kind of like a a lot of private schools have like an open campus concept where they're buildings but everything's connected by <clears throat> sidewalk yeah now that's you know where i went to school it was like that but just a much smaller version and so um you know they could you know section everything out and have it like that but they're saying it would only have about 650 students and so you know I don't know if that's really going to be beneficial or you know what they might do but I mean the businesses that are already there the restaurants and stuff you know they might have something to say about it too because they would be overrun with kids after school let out yeah you know what I mean <laughs> and so I don't know what they're going to do but they may have to wall some of it off or something yeah maybe work it like that but it's already a nice area it really looks pretty in there you know they seem to be keeping it up and trying to take care of it trying to get businesses in there but they just really don't know what to do with it right now so yeah 
Yeah, I haven't. As far as here goes, I haven't been into the downtown area in nine months. Aside from going to the airport, and I hear, you know, uh, it's looking better on the weekends. There are more people. I'm like, okay, but what about during the week? And they're like, yeah, you don't need to come during the week. Uh-huh. Yeah. So many places closed and just stayed shut down, and it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. What about that Riverwalk area that y'all have? Isn't that something down by the water? Uh, it's like a bay. Well, there the one on the Coronado side is pretty good. Um, there's a couple of like little restaurants and stuff like that, and uh, you can ride the ferry over to the other side, which will take you right into downtown. And um, I haven't rode that ferry over there in a long time. I used to do that several times a week. I would just uh, get on the ferry. I'd have Zaina drop me off at the ferry landing. And be like, all right, I'll call you when you can come get me. And I would just ride the ferry across and I would go to the comedy clubs during the week. And, um, <clears throat> but the only bad side to that is they stopped running at like 9.45 and the comedy club doesn't close until 10. So if you're waiting to go up, you know, you kind of are like, okay, are they going to call me? And then <laughs> at a certain time, you just got to go. Yeah, a little bit of a time crunch. Yeah. the I think the last time that I went over there, I did it like that to actually go into downtown to do stand-up. It was like February of 2020. And I just told Zaina, like, hey, the, the show's going to run kind of late. I need you to come over the bridge and come get me from downtown. So she did. She just, I mean, it's like a 10-minute drive to get over there. But, you know, and she would just come pick me up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping it gets a little bit better. But at this point, it's just it's kind of hard to see what is going to move forward from here. I mean, I don't know. I'm glad I got to enjoy it while it was fun. But it's just like they're just doing everything they can to keep people scared and stay inside and. It's like, well, you know, people got to pay their bills. <laughs> right. You know? know. Yeah. Especially now that, you know, it's so widespread known that places like Florida and Georgia and Alabama and Texas, they're just wide open. Right. And ev- I mean, everybody knows it. They're like, yeah, well, Florida is doing their thing. And yeah, we're just, we're going to keep everybody safe. And it's like, all you've done is create a vacuum for everybody to just go, Hey, our stimulus check just came in. Let's, you know, let's take a $90 flight to Miami for a week where there are no restrictions. And Hey, when we're done, we'll just get back on a plane and come right back to California. Right. And it's been that way for eight months now. So at this point, the governor is just opening stuff up just to try and help him getting recalled. Right. He's just probably in that desperate state. Oh, yeah. It's it's pathetic. He uh, He's blaming the whole thing on, like, he's like, the Republicans are trying to take back everything that 
Democrats have done for California. And it's like, it ain't, you know, 1.7 million people aren't all Republicans that signed your recall, man. You know, there's a lot, I mean, they're Democrat owned businesses. Like everybody is like, yeah, this isn't going to work. I know. Yeah. He's done for. It's so sad too. Like the comedy store just opened for the first time in LA on the 30th and they are doing everything they can to get people to come in and watch but it's just not the same because all of the the heavy hitters have left really oh yeah i mean there's still a couple that pop in or they didn't leave la but it's not like it was it wasn't like you know i mean when me and fanning went you would go up there and you would see Joe Rogan, Chris D'Elia, Dave Chappelle might walk in. Bill Burr might walk in. You might look over at a table and see Eminem or Leonardo DiCaprio sitting in there. Like it was, that was the place to be. And for yeah. $20 a person. Yeah. I mean, we saw Joe Rogan do an hour in a room that was about, we were probably 90 feet away from him. Really? And if that even, and yeah, he did a full hour and I get up and I go to the bathroom and I see like 12, I saw Ron White in the hallway. Did you really? Yeah. He was just out there walking <laughs> around. I couldn't get close enough to it. Cause I wanted to get a picture with everybody, but um, I mean, it was weird just cause I walked out there and I recognized everyone. Yeah. And I saw Chris D'Elia and I was like, Oh, I got to go get a picture with him. So that's who I got a picture with. Yeah. And then when I went back the next time, I got a, I got my picture taken with Bobby Lee. But, and that's what, well, that was the big, what was so cool about it was like, okay, you know, if you go like me and Fanning are going to go see Dave Chappelle in July at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, where they normally do like UFC fights. This is like a <laughs> 20,000 person arena. Yeah, we just I just oh, got the tickets uh, a few days ago. Yeah. And it was it was so hard to get them too because it was like they go on sale at 10 a.m. And as soon as you clicked on it, you were like put into a, a queue mm-hmm. and you had to wait. And then when it became available, it's like you got five minutes to make this purchase or we're gonna sell them to somebody else. Oh my. And okay. uh I mean, and they do it, I mean, it's the full nine yards, like. I don't remember if you remember me telling you when I went to go see Chris Rock, they uh, put your phone in this bag. Yeah, you did tell me about that. They're going to do that for like 20,000 people because he's going to get up there and do something that he's going to sell to Netflix for $10 million. Right. So, and that's why I was like, I've always said, because he's my, my favorite and I've always said I wanted to see him for the first time at the comedy store in that small little bitty room. But uh, I was like, you know what? I'm willing to go see him in this big arena just because, for one, I've never gone and watched it in an arena like that. And two, I'm really curious to see what he's going to say after this past year. Right. <laughs> you know, because he would be like the he would be like the first really prolific comedian to come out and like talk about everything that's happened over the past year. I'm really uh, curious to see how he, 
shapes it and formats it. And because during the summer, he made like his own summer camp where he lives. He's from, well, he lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Uh And he just, I mean, it's a small little bitty town out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody treats him any differently than anybody else. They're like, yeah, that's Dave. He's just their neighbor. And uh, they they did a whole like little mini series about it on David Letterman, where he came out there and they filmed it and they just showed his small town and stuff like that. And uh, he created this Dave Chappelle summer camp where he was just putting on shows for the people in the town all throughout the summer. Really? Yeah. You could buy tickets on Ticketmaster to go watch a Dave Chappelle comedy show in his backyard. Oh my word. Mm -hmm. So he was, he was just doing that during the summer. And then he came down to Texas uh, during the fall of last year and did a bunch of shows with uh Joe Rogan at a barbecue joint. So he's ready. He's ready to shoot another special. I see. So that'll be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, me and Fanning haven't decided where we're going to stay yet, but I'm trying to convince him like, hey, let's let's stay three nights instead of two. Uh huh. But, you know, because I've never been he's been to Vegas once. And I've, you know, I just want to go look around and see everything and all that. Yeah. So you know, they got a zip line that takes you down the strip. Yeah. That's what I I might do that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like fun. Yeah, we're you know, we do planned that. we planned that we were gonna um do something like that for when KJ retired, but uh we still hadn't planned anything. Yeah. COVID- kind of mess that up for us so yeah mess up a lot of stuff for a lot of people me and Zaina had all these plans going into this past year like we even right after Christmas because we had done Disneyland and SeaWorld and all this different stuff I even told Zaina I was like hey let's just kind of pump the brakes for a little while while it's cold out still save up a little bit of money and then by the time it warms up we'll you know We'll be ready to go out and party. Yeah, and then that's when we shut everything down. Yep. And now we're, <laughs> you know, almost a year. Yeah. We're like 15 months later. And we're like, you know, can I go to the baseball game yet? And it's like, well, you got to be here. They're, they're really pushing that proof of vaccination to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. So. Well. In Alabama, there I think they've said like only thirty three percent of the population have had vaccinations. Yeah, and they've got more to give out. They even sent some of those Johnson and Johnson ones back here that they couldn't give to anybody else. And I was like, "Who's going to take that mess?" Yeah, <laughs> you know. But uh, I don't know. People are still signing up to go get vaccinated here and there so i mean at this point it's just you know it's going to be whoever wants to get it and that's what i think is smart about the way places like alabama and you know florida have handled it it's like look we're not forcing anybody to get it so everybody that feels like they need to be vaccinated in order to be safe has received their vaccine 
So yeah. now, no, you know. The county workers were required to get it. Mm -hmm. um, because I know some people that work for the county and they were told, well, it's a requirement or you're going to be terminated. So I don't know. That's just kind of strange. But it looks to me, you know, working for a doctor's office, it looks like they would ask us to get it also, but they never said a word. They yeah. just let everybody decide do they want to do it or not. So we've actually got a nurse that she should be back. Um, I think she'll be back tomorrow, but she caught it from a patient. And, um, you know, we send people to go pre-op all the time and he was positive. So she showed up about seven days later, she came down with it. And so, you know, I mean, it's still around. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, obviously the, the lockdown stuff doesn't work. And if you feel like you need to go get vaccinated, go get vaccinated. But if not now it's, on you essentially right. you know right. not any more grant money to pay people's paychecks that's over with yeah they're still trying to push that like you know oh we need more money and it's like now you've run into the problem of i don't know if you've seen all of these fast food places it's like hey we're closed because nobody's showing up to work and why would they why would you show up to work at subway and make 725 an hour when you can get a check from the unemployment office. Right. You know, I mean, I don't yeah. blame them. I would do the same thing if I could. Why, why go to work for eight hours when you can just get an unemployment check? Right. It's never been easier to get one. So I don't know. And people that were laid off last year that I have talked to, they haven't even tried to get a job. They're just, they, what, what they're saying is that they're enjoying life right now. Mm -hmm. It means, oh, I decided I'm just going to stay out and collect unemployment. Yeah. I mean, if it's there. Yeah. I That's mean, I think a, a big, so a lot of people moved from these bigger populated areas because it was like, you know, the restrict, like for here in California, for instance, it was like, okay. Well, it's so locked down here. This isn't enjoyable by any means. And I'm just working from home. So I can keep this job and go work from Austin, Texas. Right. And when I'm done working, I can just go out to eat and live my life the way I want to. Right. And that's what a lot of people have done. And the fact that like, I've been saying this the whole time, it's, it's hard to believe that now it's just like, they're starting to realize what the effects are of, okay, well, if you make your state uninhabitable, then nobody's going to want to live there. And not to mention how expensive it is to live here. I mean, it is, when we come back to Alabama, it's like being in the discount section of a store. Like we go out <laughs> to eat and we're just like, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, this is expensive. I was like, this whole meal was $20. Uh, you no. can't go to McDonald's here for less than 25 bucks. Yeah, I know. That's terrible. When I'm on my lunch break, I go to McDonald's because it's like the closest thing to my office. I'll go over there and get a chicken sandwich, a large fry, and a bottle of water. It'll be $11. Really? Yeah. And it's, 
I mean, it's just unreal. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, it's the sunshine tax. So that's my biggest thing that aggravates me is people like, you can't get views like this anywhere. And it's like, uh, this is like staring out the window of a prison. <laughs> it's gotten better. It's gotten a lot better. Things are opening. Disneyland is open. You know, Universal Studios is open. But I, I tell everybody, I'm like, you know, that asked me, well, how do you feel about it? And I was like, well, it's like, having a taste of some really good orange juice. I mean, like, man, this is delicious. This is so good. And then they're like, here, I want you to suck the corrosion off of this battery for a year. Just keep that in your mouth and just roll that around in there. Get all that corrosion on that battery off. And now you can have a tiny little sip of this orange juice out of a sippy cup and two of the holes on it are uh clogged up with pulp so you just get this little <laughs> squirt of that good orange juice it's like no that taste in my mouth is too bad yeah you know yeah that's this is a the past year it taught me this is a great place to visit but this isn't where i want to end up indefinitely yeah you know right not saying that i want to live right back in alabama but i do I'm a lot more keen to be in within like a day's drive. Yeah. And I think that's where we're going to end up somewhere, maybe a little bit closer, maybe, you know, a little bit farther, but I think that's where we're going to be the happiest is somewhere right there in that area. Yeah. We can get here in a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, let me see. How long have we been on here? Uh, think about an hour. Yeah. Well, I got a couple of questions uh, I wanted to ask you. Okay. Um, they came in from some of my listeners. Let me see here. Hold on, I got to find them. Okay. So I got two questions. Uh, this one comes from Paul Duncan. Paul is an avid listener of the Mac Daddy Seminar. He pretty much listens to every episode and he always like gives me a shout out and like when he's driving down the road in his truck or something, he'll be playing it and he'll like record himself driving, like listening to it. Uh So he's a, he's a big time supporter. So his question is, how do you feel about Taylor being a comedian? Oh, well, I love it. (laughs) I mean, he's been a comedian since he was like two years old to me. So, yeah, the first time we ever got him to really perform was, um, I think he was about two and a half, maybe three at the oldest. And he would sing, all my exes live in Texas. (laughs) He'd get on the hearth of the fireplace with his little boots and his little jeans there's a little cowboy hat and sing that song for us. So it was pretty sweet, but he's always been funny. And I know he gets that. It's a genetic thing because he got that from his dad <laughs> and uh, his grandparents. They were real funny people too. So like to joke and cut up and mess around. So he's just living the dream now yeah i wouldn't say i was living the dream (laughs) well i have have a good time with it but 
pretty close. As I've gotten older, I mean, everybody, you know, is like, yeah, if I can make Dave Chappelle money just going up there and talking shit for an hour, that would be, you know, that's the dream. But in reality, there's so many different avenues you can take that you can be an entertainer and, you know, make an honest living for yourself. So really, when I first, like, this was one of the main reasons I wanted to move out to California. It's because this was, you know, the place to be. Right. And um, it's not really quite the place to be anymore because all (laughs) of the big fish have moved away or they're working remotely in their own little pockets of America, but they can go hop on a plane and go perform wherever they want to. And um, so really when I came out here to California, it was more of a, well, this is kind of like a comedy college. You know, I can learn how to work in a aggressive competitive market and like learn how to network with people. And, you know, I was doing, I was doing good when we first got here. Like I was actually really surprising myself because there were opportunities coming up and I was like, wow, this is not as hard as I thought it was going to be, you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a big difference being out here doing it versus uh, being in Alabama. Yeah, I'm sure. Whenever, cause I had the, I had the, uh, it's not the right word, but like, I guess the shortcut of being young when I started, Uh I mean, you remember that first show that you and Zaina came to, that was my first time. And, uh, you know, I was 10 years younger than everybody on the show, you know, so I was a kid. Yeah. They were all looking at you like, Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's so young they were like what is fixing to happen oh i was nervous too (laughs) and you remember willie showed up he did that was what was so crazy thinking back at it the fact that he got to be there and see it oh i was totally shocked yeah it was wild i just i was so nervous and uh you know i had done things similar to that in high school i didn't really think like hey maybe this is what I could try to do until I was probably in like the 10th 11th grade and uh because I didn't even know how you got started in it I just assumed like you know people thought you were funny and then eventually they just offered you this or that and then I started reading into it and kind of researching it's like oh you got to go to a place and like just go up there you got to do an open mic and, um, you know, they usually run between three and five minutes. And, you know, if you want to do it correctly, you contact the people that are putting it together and then ask them like, okay, what type of material do I need to do? You know, does it need to be clean? Which the place, the Stardome is pretty exclusively clean because right. it's, you know, in Alabama. And yeah. uh, I just remember setting it up and being like, hey, what are y'all doing on July 27th? <laughs> and you're like, I don't know why. And I was like, okay, well, here's your tickets and we're going to go uh, do comedy. And y'all were like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm not, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. That was my big thing. I didn't want to tell y'all what I was going to do. Yeah. And uh, you know, 
Zaina, she was like, what are you going to talk about? What are you going to say? And I was like, oh, you'll see. And I've, <laughs> I've kind of kept that same regimen anytime she comes to watch me, which she hasn't actually watched me do it in a while, you know, because yeah. I, I tell her about it. And, you know, half the time I have a recording anyway. So, yeah. But I was happy last November when I was there, I got to go do that show and go back on that main stage. I would have invited more people, but I was so nervous because it had been so long since I had done it. And it was like, you know, like this is the big, like the first time I got to perform on the big stage there since I started, like I was like really nervous. So I was like, I'm probably going to shit the bed and do really bad. But uh, Tyler and his girlfriend, they took me up there and they were supposed they the people that put the show together recorded it. And I've been waiting for, let's see, I can tell you how many days it's been. <laughs> I was supposed to, yeah, it's been 160 days since I did that performance and I still haven't seen the, the video that they apparently got. Oh my. They'll probably use it for some type of promotional thing the next time they do it. Yeah. Which they've told me I could come back and do it again. So, uh, well, maybe they'll put it up soon. They're probably citing COVID reasons as to why they can't post it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it was de it was definitely relaxed. I walked in there and, you know, they were like, hey, do you want to put a mask on? I was like, nah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I was like, if it, they started handing them out to people backstage. And I was like, if you think I'm going to wear this when I walk out there, you, I'm leaving right now. Yeah. I will not walk out there with this on my face. They had everybody like this lanyard. I don't know. It was a, it was a good show. It was just put together kind of funny. Yeah. I was just happy to get the opportunity to do it. That's all I really cared about. Yeah. But, you know, the, they're back open here. The comedy clubs are slowly starting to open back up. And, uh, you know, I wanted to jump right back into it and go, but because of, you know, work, I was like, eh, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hold back. So I'm planning on starting back up here whenever we, uh, whenever I get back from leave in June, I'm just gonna hit the ground running as soon as I get back. Yeah, get back in that yeah. yeah that's the main thing it's something it is a perishable skill so the more you do it the sharper and better you get and those nerves aren't as bad so if i do like a bunch of shows throughout a week by the time saturday rolls around i i'm starting to feel like an assassin <laughs> <laughs> speaking of that have you noticed any effects on that that memory pill thing uh, it, it gives me, um, it puts me in a little bit better mood throughout the day. I don't have quite as much like brain fog and like feeling sleepy. I don't yeah. take it as much as I should. I miss the regiment for it pretty often. Like I'll be too tired mm -hmm. and I'll just, I'll just go get in the bed. I'll be like, dang, I forgot to take that pill. But, um, <laughs> well, I only skip Saturdays and I can really tell a difference. Yeah. The only reason I skip Saturday is just to kind of give my body a rest so that, um, you know, I don't want to get dependent on it as far as 
I don't think it's addicting or anything, but I just feel like I think it'll work better if I don't take it every day. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like that, kind of like a vitamin. Mm-hmm. But um, I take it in the morning, and I can really tell a difference at my work. Yeah, the one that I take, they say uh, take it at night before bed before the for the best results. And I always have like a really vivid dream. Really? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's a nightmare and it's really scary. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for well, the I most part. I have all that anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, as far as like, uh, as if it helps me creatively, I wouldn't say so much. It's just been kind of tough to come up with new things to talk about if you're just going to work and coming home every day and occasionally an idea will pop into my head and I'll jot it down on my phone, but I'm such a procrastinator. Like I'll be like, Oh, I'll save that one for a rainy day. And then I'll be like, all right, I'm going to sit down and work on it. And then I just don't feel like working on it. And you know, yeah. (laughs) but I have, I, you know, I have, I know this is probably the most twisted way to answer Paul Duncan's question, but uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of stuff I've been working on and if I really sit down and like organize everything, I'll, Uh I'll have a good amount of material. It's just the getting back into the swing of things and doing it more and go into the open mics every night that they're available. I'm going to use this time that I'm going to be here after our leave coming up since Zaina and Lily are going to stay there for a little while. I'm just going to use that time to, really you know get back into the swing of things yeah yeah that's a good idea what's the other question oh so the other question comes from a a school buddy of mine uh he's one of my real good friends in a school his name is uh josh chia i don't remember if you do you remember meeting him when you came to do yeah, he came out here, he he got out of the military, and he works as a contractor now, and he was working on uh, my base, so he was staying at a hotel here on the island, and he contacted me, and he's like, hey, we should eat dinner, and it was yeah. really nice to see him, but his question is, Mama Dunn, what is the funniest quote Taylor has ever said to slash around you? Funniest quote. Or funniest thing you can remember. Is there anything specific? And I, I'm going to think about something that you've done that I've, I've thought was absolutely hilarious. I'm trying to. Well, last night I was telling Jerry something that you used to do, and it wasn't something you said, but... <laughs> It just cracks me up every time I think about it. <laughs> um, your favorite thing to do, and I really don't even know how old you were when you started doing this mess, but favorite thing to do, we did a lot of driving because we lived out in the country when we were, you know, young. And we would come up to a car, we were about to pass somebody, and you would start that mess where you would do this. <laughs> like you're running. <laughs> in the car <laughs> yes yes people would just die 
And that to me was probably the funniest thing you ever did. <laughs> you remember when I would do like this, I would like pull my hood up and act like I was like a headless person sitting there in the yeah. passenger seat. <laughs> yeah. It's always some kind of mess. You loved it when people would just look and look and look and try to figure out what was going on. <laughs> And see that right there, that's my daddy. He would act like that too. So you get that from both sides of the family. You know who does that type of crap now? Your daughter? Yep, Senorita Monkey Bone. She's in there watching. <laughs> she's in there watching Barney right now. <laughs> really? Yep. I'm surprised she hasn't come in here like, what are you, what are you doing? Anytime oh. I sit in here and I do a podcast, she comes in here and just. Yeah. Daddy, can you get me a juice? Yeah. <laughs> I want a peanut butter jelly. <laughs> oh, goodness. She says that she wants to tell jokes to people. And sometimes she'll get out in front of us and oh. start to be like, what do you get when two chickens see a pig? <laughs> Right. And I don't know. Like she, <laughs> oh, she's just making stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> Two chickens see a pig. But she huh. does. She does that type of stuff like unprovoked. Like I don't like try to push it on her. Like we watch all the Ace Ventura movies and stuff like that. She loves <laughs> Jim Carrey and Adam Sandler. We watched Happy Gilmore for the first time. Oh my! And oh, she loved. We were watching Forrest Gump last night really yeah and i just we just watched the beginning because that was my favorite part when i was a kid and then i yeah. had to get older to understand the rest of it <laughs> right but yeah, oh, you know everybody said you look like him when he had those braces on his legs yeah near about five i probably have about the same mental capacity too no <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness that's what i tell zaina I'm like, don't be like Jenny. I was like, if she just stayed with Forrest, she would have lived a pretty good life. Yeah. But no, she had to smoke crack she and messed up. Yeah. Be a woman of the night. Yeah. Went and got herself a virus. Yeah. She really was a bitch. I'm sorry, but God, Zaina was even saying it last night. Like, she was so mean to him. And she was just like, well, this is my hippie boyfriend. You know, yeah. and he's a war hero coming back from Vietnam, getting the Medal of Honor from the president. And mm. she's, you know, just a, a flower child going to hop on a bus. Yeah. There were so many people, though, that had that lifestyle back then. It was like probably half of the United States citizens were doing what she was doing. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, there's a lot of, they're all like grandparents now and they live out in places like this. Right. And you see them, you're like, yeah, you grew up in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. What a, lot a time. Of them still smoking pot, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to happen eventually. They're, they're really close to legalizing it on a federal level. Mm -hmm. It's. Yeah. We got, I think, I'm not positive if it's fully passed both the Senate and the House here in Alabama, but they're doing the medical marijuana where you have to have one of 
I don't know, 11 or 16, I can't remember the number, but it's somewhere between 11 and 16 health issues that they're going to allow that. So yeah, I'm surprised, but <clears throat> yeah, I mean, everybody, they just legalized it medically in Mississippi and I don't know how it is in Florida, but New York legalized it. So you can, for recreational use, you can buy it at the store in New York. But when you live in a place where it's allowed, it's really not even taboo. Right. Like when we first got here, it was, you know, something that you notice just walking down the street. You're like, oh, I, I smell something. But right. after you've been here for two years, like you just don't even care anymore. It's just like, oh, okay. Right. I yeah. don't know. I feel like it was walking to Colorado when they first got, you know, okay to do it, starting their own business, doing it and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And now it's just, okay, whatever. So, uh, So I think the funniest thing I can remember, there's so many different things that I can remember and touch on. But it's, it was always like the little things that I thought was so funny, like how you used to wake us up by just rubbing our lip like that. <laughs> <laughs> that used to drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah. You would just wake up, you'd be sitting there and you just wake up going, you know. <laughs> Zaina did that to me yesterday while oh, I was taking a nap. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Oh my God. It makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now all I have to pick on is Jerry. <laughs> he, does it drive him crazy when you do that? Yes, it sure does. Oh, he hates <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> I remember we used to go up while somebody was sleeping and open yeah. their eyelids. <laughs> You did that a lot in kindergarten because <laughs> all the other kids were so sleepy and tired and you would just go up and open their eyes when you were ready for them to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonder somebody didn't beat me half to death. <laughs> well, you're funny, so everybody liked you. <laughs> I wouldn't say that everybody liked me. I didn't start. I was pretty weird and everybody was relatively mean to me until i would say about seventh or eighth grade really yeah everybody was just you know i was real optimistic you know because i wanted to be liked by everybody yeah and that's what made me want to do things like play football or you know play baseball i just wanted to do something that you know people would like me for but i wasn't very coordinated whatsoever so <laughs> You know, and it wasn't until we started getting a little bit older, it kind of dawned on me that, you know, I shouldn't try and be somebody else. I should just try and be me. Yeah. And that was when people really kind of started to like me a little bit more. Yeah. And I'm not well, saying everybody liked me. I, I know there for <laughs> a fact there are no. people that didn't like yeah. me. But Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you were really built more like a swimmer. Yeah. You know, and then your school didn't offer that. So, you know, you just had to do other stuff. But 
I always wanted you to be involved, you know, and do things because I wasn't allowed to do anything when I was a child. And I know, you know, how much I wanted to do stuff and wanted to be part of a team. And, you know, that was just something that we weren't allowed to do. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it wasn't until. I don't know. People didn't really start telling me I was funny until like 10th, 11th grade. That's when people were like, yeah, you're, you're, I remember coach Mataloni at coach's corner. He was one of the first people that like said, you need to try and be a comedian <laughs> that I distinctively remember. Really? Yeah. Cause like, of course I had like coach glass and theater and stuff like that. And I'd write my own scenes and stuff, but yeah, you know, he was the first person who actually said, like, you need to try and be a comedian. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's 10 years later and I'm still trying to be a comedian. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And he's retired now, living the dream. Yeah. Got a really successful restaurant. Yeah. That place has gotten so much better. Like the last time we went in there. Oh, it was so good. Really? Yeah. Aside from the the lip tickling, trying to think. I remember like we would go to like, we always did things that we had to kind of entertain ourselves doing, you know, because we didn't really have too much money. So we would do things like just, hey, let's go see the balloon gorilla at that car dealership in Montgomery. (laughs) That's what we would go do. Yeah, yeah. As I would say, okay, we got to find something we could do that doesn't cost anything this weekend. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that was always the best time. Yep. We didn't spend any money doing stuff. That was the most fun. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's kind of that way now. Like, that's the way we've kind of lived and survived for the past year. It's just been like, we got to do something that yeah. It doesn't really cost any money because those places are closed. <clears throat> and we well, that's good. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't put anything on anybody when I say this, but you know, Zaina was a little bit uh I would say a pr- little bit more privileged growing up in a way. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's just because, you know, her parents did this and did that and uh <clears throat> you know yeah and they worked really hard and when you i mean when you stay together a couple that stays together they're always going to be more productive than somebody that is you know dealt with divorce and that kind of thing yeah she's not hard to please though <laughs> i feel yeah. like that sounds bad but you know normally like like I haven't gotten her anything for Mother's Day, but it's because in a week, which and we're not going to say what what it is, but in a week we're we're doing something pretty fun. You know what it is, but the people listening yeah. don't need to know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like last year on Mother's Day, it was completely shut down here, and me and Lily just we got up and. Went and picked her some flowers out here on the beach where we live. There are these really, really pretty little yellow flowers. And me and her just went and picked a couple of them and well, made her breakfast. They're probably, 
they're probably blooming right now. She can get some more. Oh yeah, probably will. <laughs> she she's always like, oh well, you don't got to get me anything, and I know that's a trick. <laughs> well, my favorite my favorite thing to do is be like, what are we getting each other for Valentine's Day? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you're gonna get me. I guess you just don't love me. You know, oh man, because that was when I gave her that big surprise that I'm not talking about was on Valentine's Day. And she was like, What do you want? And I was like, Nothing. And she was like, Well, you better not get me anything if if I can't get you anything. And I just busted out laughing when she said that because I'd <laughs> already got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Aside from, the, yeah, going to see like the big balloon monkey and stuff like that. And like, we go to like McDonald's or something and you would take two French fries and put them in your lip to look like you had two buck teeth. I remember all of that stuff. Yeah. What about that? Where you paint your lips? <laughs> Do like a duck and then stick your tongue out. Yeah. <laughs> or we would just do like this. We just stick out your bottom lip and then your tongue and it look like your lips are real big. Like, yeah. Yeah. My daddy used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it works a lot better when you have a mustache for some reason. Santa won't let me cut this. Really? Yeah. She likes, she likes it. it. Yeah. Really? It'll be oh. a year this July that I've had a mustache. <laughs> well, it's really filling in. You know? I've had it for a year. Yeah. It looks real good in this light, but like, I don't know. I just took yeah. up. Oh, look who it is. Speak of the devil. What? Look who. Oh, come here. Big mama. Oh, hey. I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Oh, here. daddy set the ears on. There you are. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm good. That's great. We've been talking about you. Ooh. I heard you had a spider in your room. Uh-huh. How was he? I was, he was scary. Really? Was it a big spider or a little spider? It was a little spider. Oh, but he was friendly? It wasn't friendly? Really? That's surprising. <laughs> so what'd you where'd you find him? He was in a toy or he was on the window? He was on my wall. On the wall. Really? Was yeah, he he crawled up over her TV. <gasps> she was sitting there watching TV and he came crawling up behind the TV on the wall and she just was up there. <gasps> <gasps> but she did good. She did. She did good. She was like, Daddy, there's a spider in my room. And I grabbed a magazine and went in there. Pow! And smacked it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about the time that I had a praying mantis get in my record player when I was a little Ooh. girl? Wow. He got, well, it was a woman. She got in my record player and had babies. And there were like 2,000 babies coming out of my record player. And so we put a <gasps> ruler a 12 inch ruler on the record player to the window seal behind it. And we opened the mm -hmm. window and they all walked on that ruler, all the babies out the window 
and then they just flew away just like the Whoa. wind it was cool because it was like 2,000 babies wow I know they were so microscopic and little they were so cute. after that I loved bugs of all kinds what thought, you love bugs yes I loved them they're so sweet and nice some of them have fur and they're so sweet. What? Yes. My <laughs> dog has fur just like spiders. Yes. You're correct. Except your dog is white. Most spiders are brown or black. Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But you know those little inchworms that go like this? Those are some of my favorites. Yes. If you can get outside and play with one of those, they're so sweet. Mm -hmm. That's just <laughs> right. <laughs> She's watching herself on this little camera down here. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I can see me right there. Uh-huh. Look, your shirt is glowing because of that black light. What? Yeah, that purple light back there? That's a black light. Ooh. Look at there. Well, all right. I think uh I think this pretty much wraps our podcast up. I appreciate you sitting down with us today and talking to us. I'm I glad I got time. you on here finally. I know. Thank you. I'm gonna do it. We'll For do sure. it again. We'll do a, a special episode. Everybody that I do an episode with, I'm like, we'll do it again. Because, you know, I run out of people to talk to sometimes. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, tell her, say happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, baby doll. I love you. I love you, too. And I love your daddy, right. and I love your mama. And we'll Pippin. Talk to you later. And we're going to see you when we come to your house. That's yeah. Great. I got surprises already. Oh. <gasps> Wow. Yeah, we're I gonna have can't believe it. Yes, you bring your softball glove. My softball glove. Yeah, go put it in the suitcase right now. Wow, right now? Yes. So we're coming in about a week. All right. So in about her, a week. Tell her bye. Say we love bye. you. Bye. Love you too. Bye, y'all.